Let's get this party started. We got a lot to talk about. We do. All righty. Welcome back to the Watchlist with Patty and Bill. You can always go back and check out not only this episode, but other past episodes of the Watchlist with Patty and Bill by logging on to thewatchlistpod.com. You can also engage with us on your social media at symbol, the Watchlist Pod. And you can also subscribe to us wherever you pick up your podcasts. Hey. Hey. I, uh, truthfully, I don't have much this week. The only okay. new thing that I watched was Bill and Ted, and we're going to get to that a little bit later. But as I understand it, you watched a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, well, it's only like a movie and then two series, but I didn't watch the entire of these two series. Okay, so, so what did you, you know. watch? Just like the first episode or something? I watched, um, well... Let's get started. So let's, let's first, get started. The first is a movie that Dwight picked. It's on Netflix. It is called Unknown Origins. Okay. It is a Spanish film that is based on a novel. Um, it just hit Netflix this weekend. And it's a kind of a satire of superhero serial killer movies. Okay. So this is kind of a detective movie with superhero serial killer balled up into one thing where the suit serial killer is killing people and kind of having the the history backstory look of classic original comic books. Like one of the first murders the the, the detective guys son is looking over his shoulder and sees, I don't know, sees the picture or something <clears throat> and makes a comment that that dude kind of looks like the Hulk, but you know, gray Hulk back in the sixties when it first came out before they made him green. Okay. And then of course, detective guys, you know, partner that he's mentoring, he and comic book store owner guy, son, get partnered together to solve these murders. They hate each other. The one guy thinks he's, you know, comic book guy is fat and useless. The other one is, you know, comic book store owner into gaming and comic booking and knows all the stuff. And it's like, why don't you guys know this stuff? And then what the one interesting thing is the, the, the chief of the police detectives is a woman who is into cosplaying and dressing up as different characters. <laughs> and she hangs out at Comic Book Guy's store. And, you know, <laughs> makes costumes for the, the lazy co- cosplayer boys. <laughs> oh, my God. So- <laughs> it's it's kind of silly. Oh, and, my God. Like, what's going on? And, you know, it lost me for a little bit. And then I come back like, what the fuck? And it loses me a little bit more. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God. This is just crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> But is it me or because this is from Spain, right? You said it's from Spain. Yes. So do they think that all of their female lead detectives just do weird shit? Because they did that with Money Heist, too. You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Because this one's going off cosplaying and being all weird. In Money Heist, you had not one but two lead female detectives just 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 go bat shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Spain, I'm not calling you out because you make some inventive shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
but is it is it worth watching? You know, I think it's worth watching. I think it's worth it to just see, you know, some outside America views on, you know, comics and comic book tropes and and the serial killer tropes that American movies have. You know what? And you said this is a series or a movie? No, it's a movie. It's oh, a movie. Right. It's based on a novel. Okay. Um, which I believe is also, for, uh, you know, Spanish written from from a guy in Spain. Neat. Because I think the novel, the writer had something to do with the creation of the the movie. Well, it sounds like fun at least. The production of the movie. Yeah. It, it was kind of fun and and something, you know, different to watch and not the same old shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, then that's cool. All right. So what yeah. else did you dig on? So the other thing I noticed is uh, Cobra Kai, oh, which yeah. was originally released on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube Red now, or some shit like that, yeah, right? The it's paid now version. on Netflix. Yes. It was on YouTube Red or whatever they're calling their shit now. Yeah. Now it's on Netflix. Oh, because we, we looked at that tonight because we're, we're still going through Rake. And so we actually sat, you know how Netflix is, is really annoying and you, they play the whole trailer just when you like land on something and that's annoying right? as shit. Or but it we, starts the whole first episode for Exactly. You. Like, I what don't want to stop shit? it. I just I Netflix. don't want you talking to me. I just want to arrow through and see what this fucking show is. Don't play it for me. Don't play it. Let me just read the little synopsis. Um, right, but yeah. we ended up watching the whole trailer for Cobra Kai. Ah, okay. So how was Cobra Kai? I, I made it through, I want to oh. say, the first three episodes. To where I was like, okay, this is just ridiculous. So, you know, it, it's, you know, Danny and Johnny and their lives today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first episode shows, you know, Johnny and how his life is really shit. Yeah. He's doing this bull crap, you know, uh, handyman kind of job. But then he gets fired because, you know, he hung the TV on the wrong wall across from the wrong door. He's kind of a loser. And then, and we, he's like seeing uh, Danny's face on everything on billboards everywhere. Cause Danny owns a, the, the Valley's number one car dealership mm, and okay. Danny's living off of the, the glory days of being all Valley karate champion twice. <laughs> and in his advertising, he's going to kick the competition. And so, you know, his billboards have him doing a karate kick and his, you see Johnny seeing a TV commercial where he's doing karate kicks and with every car sold, you get a bonsai tree. <laughs> and Johnny's just like, I want to kill this. I just want him to go away. I just want this to be over with. Mm -hmm. And, and then the whole thing starts to, to become in my eyes, it's all a bunch of bully fuckers who can't get over their shit being bullies to each other. Johnny's still a bully to Danny. Danny's bullying back to Johnny. And then there's this third guy who's a car dealership owner who is in competition with Danny, who's also a fucking bully piece of shit. Mm. Everybody's bullying each other. But this is a satire, right? This is a satirical I, look at what happens. That could be what it is. Because it, it definitely has a lot of satire-ness going on with mm -hmm. all the 80s music 
And you know, Johnny has one of his, the kids that lives in the apartment building with him, a teenage kid. He's going to train this kid on how to be, you know, do karate the Cobra Kai way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the kid's saying, well, you know, make a website. So Johnny, you know, starts printing up these pages because the kid made a website for him during study hall because the kid's, you know, computer whiz or whatever. And Johnny's, he's doing all this 80s things. Hey, you want to get babes? You come learn some karate and you could get these babes. And the two guys, kids, guys, he's talking to her like, we were just going to go talk to her. But if you want us to come learn karate so we could get the babes, sure. He's talking very 80s-like. And he's like, just go to this place, www. Cobra Kai. Okay, the dude's like in his, what, 40s, 50s? Yeah. Everybody knows how to recite a website. Right. Why are they making him extra stupid? And act like stupid 80s guy. Like, he doesn't even understand how, you know how sexist he is when he won't let the girl come and join his dojo or being just fucking rude ass dick, calling everybody names, you know, Hey lip. Cause the kid's got like a, I don't know what that's called. A cleft palate. Maybe that's what it is. Yes. The cleft palate. Mm-hmm. And so he's got the scar on his upper lip and he's, so he's calling them lip and making fun of them and calling everybody names. So they want to, they don't want to come to his thing. And I got bored with that bullshit part of it. Okay. So Johnny has gotten angry and spray painted a dick going into J- to Danny's mouth on his billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hysterical right there. It is it is kind of hysterical. It is hysterical right there. <laughs> it doesn't get old. Yeah, yeah. So Danny's thinking that the the other, you know, bully asshole who owns the other car dealership in town is the one who did it. Everybody's seeing the billboard. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that guy as a joke, sends Danny's whole dealership sausages for lunch. Free lunch. Bunch of sausages. As you do. Because, you know, he's got a dick going in his mouth. Yeah. So now Danny thinks that this guy is the one who spray painted the billboard. Ah. So Danny storms over to the dealership because that's going to do something. And they have a, a little spat. Danny does his karate kick, kicks the boba tea out of his hand. Dude, that's like assault. You're an adult. You have assaulted this man. He could call the police on you and they have total grounds to bring you in. Mm. They didn't do that, but I'm like, that's what adults do. They don't go and bully the other guy because he did this thing on my billboard. Then he gets home thinking he's all great and all. And he, he's just, Danny's doing a bunch of little nasty bullshit things that rich people do because now Danny's the rich one and Johnny's the poor one. And it just, it's a lot of nasty teenagerish bullying that I'm not interested in watching. Okay. I managed to get through three episodes thinking maybe this will get better. It didn't. And I'm over it. I'm done. Now you're out. It's like the kids are smarter than the adults. But they usually paint kids as smarter than adults and stuff. Yes, but we are following Danny and Johnny, and their kids are smarter than the adults. Well, all right. You might have saved me several hours of my life then. They can't get over this teenage high school shit. I mean, Danny's not married to the girl from the movie at all. She left him at the beginning of, um, well, before the beginning of Karate Kid Part 2. 
Oh, see, I didn't even bother watching that. No, so, Body Kid Part Two was good. Yeah, That's the one that took place like, in Japan. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Uh, I I just I had zero desire to see anything other anything beyond the first one. All right. So yeah, the whole thing just. So not. It kind good. of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm just not. That's just not my thing. Watching people be assholes to each other is not my idea of a good time. Okay. Especially when we're supposed to identify with one of them. Yep. And when they're all a bunch of assholes, I'm kind of done. Okay. And finally. And finally. Of the things I've seen. Yes. If you loved or miss Hercules and Xena, <laughs> this show is for you. Okay. This next one. It, it's on Netflix. It is not new, but it is new to me. Only because it's showing up as being new release because mm -hmm. season two is now available. Okay. As of August, season two became available. Okay. This is a show called The New Legends of Monkey. The New Legend. I've seen a, I saw the little thingy of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what's this? And then I start looking at it. And of course, you know, I click on it and then things start to play. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, anyway, <laughs> this is from New Zealand. It's a partnership with New Zealand, Australia, and Netflix. And it's a retelling of this a Chinese novel called Journey to the West. Mm -hmm. In this adaptation, the four main characters have, are two that have been gender flipped from the original tale. And none of them are played by Chinese actors. But this isn't such a bad thing even though there was a lot of uh, criticism about it. So in America, we are not nearly as familiar with the original version of this that people in Australia may have, have totally been into forever. And it's like nostalgia for them from the seventies. Okay. Um, they had as you know, in the seventies, there was a, a, a series from Japan known as monkey. And they had the BBC dubbed it into English and then it was played in UK, Australia, New Zealand. So everybody's like, this is the greatest thing ever as a kid. Mm. Now they're retelling it. And that's why it's now called new legends of monkey. And it's very Xena Hercules esque in it's whole, just the visuals, the way people act, the whole telling of the story. But in this version why I'm like, it's not, I didn't think it was such a bad thing that it wasn't Chinese is that this goes out of its way to give a positive, empowering and inclusive message for the audience because a hodgepodge of diverse actors, Chinese, Thai, South Korean, Maori, Tongan, European looking people. I mean, it, it, you've got skinny, beautiful people. You got fat people like so inclusive all around. And I think in Australia, they don't have that same kind of never seeing people of any other thing than white in their TV shows. I mean, I don't live there, so I don't know all of their TV shows, but I feel like they don't have the same kind of whitewash that America does in the way that America forever has never shown anybody other than white people with uh, maybe an occasional side person on their TV since, uh, adult, well, you know, since we started everything. Well, then you should not watch Rake. Even though I love that show, it is 99.5% white. Well, as a white woman, that 
doesn't feel make me feel like I'm being excluded from things. No, what I'm saying. But for this, because it is, you know, a, a Chinese and Asian story. Yeah, there's only the one like Chinese Asian guy in it right. of the lead. Um, that's why this one that there, there's that whole whitewashing of the story isn't quite. You know, since it's made in Australia, it's not quite that, you know. But at least they went out of their way. But they went out of their way to cast a diverse cast. They've made a very diverse cast from watching, you know, from I'm, I don't even know how far I've gotten through it. I've just started after I turned off Cobra Kai. This has been the only thing I've been watching. But at least they didn't like replace everybody with an all white cast to play Asian people. They cast many different types of island and Asian people of that descent to play yeah. all these mishmash of characters, so that at least you're 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 all over the the rainbow there. Okay. Yeah, it it definitely is. It's not a complete. It's not a white cast. This is a bunch of a bunch of people from all walks of life. Well, that's good. They haven't made it like this is in China. They made it this fairy tale land, mm. like. Xena and Hercules was, I, I don't know where they really are. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, you know, I can't tell where this was filmed. It, this definitely is studio sets and they've made it very magical fairy tale ish. They mm-hmm. don't really specifically say any country they're in or any cities they're in other than Jade Mountain. Okay. The Monkey King. And they got to go around the globe to find all these scrolls and restore the gods and kill off all the demons. Okay. Essentially is what it is, but it's very Hercules Xena esque, and it's kind of the the feel, the looks, the way they the characters talk and interact, and yeah. And it's also on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yes. And season okay. two has become available as of August, so you get two seasons to watch. And yeah, I've started with season one. It, it's just it's a slick, fun, and I think this would be really good for families. I have not seen any kind of. I, I don't think I heard any any swearing in particular, anything particularly vulgar. The fighting is there's no blood. It's it is Xena fighting. It's Xena type fighting. A couple of kicks here and there, but whatever. Swinging weapons, but there's no. But there's no no, no gore. And when the demons die, they die in a puff of smoke. Right, kind of Buffy like. Yeah, so it's like not even like you see this dead body. It's just. Whew, Yep. And then they're gone. And I don't know if they're really dead. Are they coming back? Because they're demons. They could just be magically disappearing. Well, all right. I still might watch the first episode of... Co- well, I don't know. Now I'm on the fence about Cobra Kai. Uh, give give it a test and see if you're feeling the same way I am. All right. I, w- I will do Let that. Know, I would like to know if you feel... You're, if you're like, Patty, what the fuck are you talking about? You're just being overly sensitive to to bullying on your TV. No, 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 no. I think we, but just totally possible. But to, but to your point, though, I think you and and forgive me. I, I I am not speaking for you in any sense. But the things that I got from your two reviews just now is that you're taking it through necessary lenses when you're watching these things. You don't like Cobra Kai because of the bullying that's going on. So the subtext of all of that is, well, if somebody bullies you, you have to bully them right back. And that's not necessarily a healthy message. And in this show, even though it's a it's a Chinese fable or a Chinese story, they're telling it using a diverse cast. So the diversity in that is really good. So it's more inclusive. 
than if you had a homogenous cast. So yeah. through those lenses is how we, we watch shit now. Yeah, really, so, yeah. So I, I appreciate that look, you know. And when I say that Rake is, is an all-white cast, I'm not saying that they recast. Like, Rake the book was set in South Africa. No, it is certainly not. It is a, an original Australian production that just happens to star all white people. And and it and it and that's not to say that that most of them are are have some irredeemable character about them because everybody in this show does something to offend everybody. Well, all right, equal so opportunity offender. It's, it's an equal opportunity thing. So anyhow, well, all right, then I will check okay. that out. New tales of monkey. The new legends of monkey. Like I said, the new legends of monkey. On Netflix. On Netflix. Actually, all of the ones I watched were on Netflix. Okay. Well, so I watched Bill and Ted. I did too. So did you buy okay, first of all, let's go, let's let's go through how we bought it. Where mm -hmm. did you buy Bill and Ted? I went to Voodoo because okay. I thought I already had a Voodoo account. Uh turns out I didn't. Okay. So I set one up. Yep. And then I went ahead and ordered it in the 4K. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. So that was that was 25 bucks and you got the th and you should actually, have gotten a $3 credit. Actually, for me it I guess because I'm a new um voodoo oh, they, oh, person I got credit? an extra discount or some kind. Ah, okay. So that could be the case also. But at least you got a deal on it. Yeah, I got a deal on it. So and yeah. now you own it. I didn't purchase it outright. I rented it. See, okay. So I have been seeing conflicting things about this. I'm a little confused on it, to be honest, which is okay. why I started out with this question. So I saw on some websites that if you paid $20 for it, you rented it. But if you paid 25 for it, you bought it. When I went to go rent Bill and Ted, that's what I saw. There was an option for like $19.99 to rent it yep. or 20 something to buy it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to buy it. I just want to watch it. So I clicked on rent. Okay. All right. So And then I got the whatever discount it was, the 30% right. off your first thing. So it ended up being $13.99. Okay, so you rented it for thirteen ninety nine. Yes, I think I bought it because I oh, paid, okay. I paid twenty five bucks for it because I oh, honestly okay. thought that that was the fee. Oh, see, that's kind of what was confusing about this whole pricing deal, and I don't know and if they pre order and whatnot pre ordering yeah. it because in my mind, when you pre order something, you 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 buy it. Yeah, that's what I would think too. You don't pre rent it. You pre-buy it. Yeah, I don't so, prepay to rent. Yeah, you prepay to that's just weird, but whatever. That is kind of weird, yeah. So when it showed up, and and I mean this wholeheartedly, like right after midnight, it showed up. Cool. So, so I could have watched it immediately on uh Friday. Uh but I didn't. I waited until yesterday to watch it so that I could actually Sit down, pay attention yesterday to it. Yesterday was Friday. Fuck, I don't know what day it is. Fucking COVID. Anyway. 
<laughs> so, folks, as we're recording this, it's Saturday night. Shit. Yeah. What? Oh, I don't even know what day it is. Anyway, can you feel me, folks? Can you feel me? Anyway, <laughs> so I I rented this. It appeared in my account first thing Friday morning. I watched today is Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I watched it Friday. <laughs> I watched it Friday. Right. So okay. Friday at, as of midnight Friday. It was available. You could have it was available to watch, but you waited till the evening. Oh, I waited till the afternoon or the okay, morning yep. actually the next day to actually watch it. Okay. Okay. Or not that okay. I'm, I, I'm yeah, that's I'm like I get where I get where you're going. You know so what I'm to you, I, midnight is still Thursday night. Right. Okay. So even though midnight is the is when it officially becomes uh, Friday. Yeah. I get where you're going with that. Yeah. I and waited I until the, the sun rose. Yes. Yeah, I understand your confusion. I waited <laughs> until the sun rose on the same day that it appeared in my account so that I could actually watch it on the bigger screen with the bigger sound. Gotcha. All right. Did you watch with Laura? No, I did not. And the reason that I did not is, and I asked her this, I said, have you seen Bill and Ted one? Yes. What do you remember of it? Eh. Oh, well, did you watch Bill and Ted two? I don't remember. Ah, so I figured, you know what? Sometimes she's, she's really, and I love her to death, but, and I know this about her. She doesn't necessarily like a whole bunch of physical, weird, stupid comedy. Yes, I feel her on that, yeah. Which I think this kind of falls into. Bill and Ted can fall into that, yes. Yes. So I figured the worst thing that happens is I'm watching this thing twice. Yeah. Okay. And that there's nothing, that's not a bad thing. And that's not a bad thing because yeah. I actually enjoyed it. Cool. I, you know what? None of these movies were ever meant to win any kind of award. That is correct. They are no. not meant to change lives or make you feel any warm, fuzzy glow or anything like that. That's right. And especially the first one, which came out in 89, you know, it's yeah. the end of the 80s. So you have that 80s, you have that 80s feel eventually and you could sort of see the precursor of 90s grunge like right at the door of it because of how they're dressed and and the kind of music that they like and all that other sort of stuff so it it it, the first one was just lightning in a bottle so then they went to the then they went to the second one which was kind of craptastic yeah from what i remember and yeah. but if you if you want to watch Bill and Ted face the music, this new one, you do not need to see the second one. Ironically, you only need to watch the end credits of the second one. Oh, interesting. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Huh. Because everything because the only mention of Bill and Ted 2 that they have is with Death, who's played by William Stadler. And if you and you know William Sadler's name because he played the main bad guy in Die Hard 2 and he was in Shawshank Redemption and and so forth and so on. But death is back in this one. Mm-hmm. And the end credits of Bill and Ted's bogus journey detail how he joined the band, but then he caused the band's breakup and why and all that other sort of stuff through all those post credit like little scenes and all that other sort of stuff. So you you 
when they mention it in Bill and Ted's Face the Music, they kind of rehash it anyway. So you only need to watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. And if you don't remember any of that end credit stuff from two, it ain't going to matter. It doesn't matter. It honestly does not matter. It would be nice if you remembered what happened in one. Yes. it's, It's helpful to know what happened in one. And the characters in one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And who they are. Yes. That's right. Definitely. But I ended up I, the and just as an overview. So Bill and Ted still haven't written the song to bring the universe together. And they are they are whisked away into the future and told by by Rufus's wife, who now runs everything, that the universe is going to collapse if they do not actually come up with this song and it needs to happen in a few hours that day. (laughs) So they're like, fuck. Well, they don't say it because it's a PG movie, but you know, they are, they have to go and figure out how to do this song. Well, in this movie, they have daughters from the princesses. So the characters of the princesses are still there, but they are now on their third iteration of who of the women playing <laughs> these princesses. It's just <laughs> and and that's the ironic thing because I want to talk about uh, something later with recasting, but but Jama Mays is actually one of the is plays um, Bill's wife, and there's another woman who play or um, yeah who plays Ted's wife. And they are not the same women who played the princesses in one. That's definitely not. Definitely it, not. And it's also dreadfully not important. Dreadfully not. You important. know, that's true. Yeah. Um, but the reason they are important is because they go off in their own phone booth on sort of a side mission to help Bill and Ted do mm-hmm. this thing. Meanwhile, the daughters, the daughters are actually co-leads in this movie you follow bill and ted but you realize how important their daughters are in in this whole storyline so without giving anything away because it is opening weekend as we're talking about this and as this debuts it's going to be just after opening weekend But what I liked about this movie, and one of the things that really just, two things really grabbed me by the sack. And I, and I say, (laughs) don't give me that look. (laughs) They they grabbed me by the sack. (laughs) I was actually very touched when you got the message in the movie of how extremely famous musicians were inspired by other music. Yes how Jimi Hendrix was inspired by Louis Armstrong and Louis Armstrong was um, inspired by um, Mozart and then how Mozart was inspired by somebody else. And that's what really touched me for some reason. That resonated with me so, so much that, that music is just, it ebbs and flows and it, and it, and music begets more music. And one of the exhibits that used to be there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't know if it still is there, talks about that. The evolution of music and inspirations for music and all that. And then the second thing that got me was actually the end credits of the movie. 
where you see a whole bunch of people all over the world just playing instruments. Yes, yes. And just how everyone, no matter from what walk of life you are, no matter where you are in the world, no matter in what time period you are, music makes memories and music binds people together. Yes. And you have such, and, and we did this a lot when I worked in the big box store too. When you play music for people, it creates emotion because everybody has a favorite song or they have a, or they have a song that they hate because of somebody, you know, music is a very emotional thing. And so the end credits got to me that way. So I actually thought they hit, they, I, I, I don't know if they knocked it out of the park, but I think they got at least a solid double, if not a triple out of this to use a baseball metaphor. If you're going sportsy, sure. I'm going sportsy. Yeah. It, they did definitely did not hit it out of the park for me. Um, but it was, you know, a double. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bought it for 25 bucks because I want to support the video on demand part. Mm -hmm. And I figured if I'm going to go see this anyway in a theater, I'm going to pay at least that. Yeah. Just watch it once. So why not, you know, yeah. purchase it? I, I just, I liked it. And, and it, and I watched it fresh off of rewatching part one. Okay. We did not freshly watch part one. All right. So we did not. But Bill, uh, Bill, but Bill really liked it. No, Dwight, <laughs> Dwight liked it. He said he liked it. He thought it was good. We ordered a pizza, paid thirteen dollars to rent it, apparently, and watched the movie. Well, and see, there you go. The extra money yeah. that you saved helped pay for that pizza. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> you know what? If you're on the, I would say at least give it a shot, and I would say give it a shot for two reasons. One, because you know, 89, 90, you know, this movie came out 31 years ago. Oh, jeez. I know, right? Mm -hmm. And that part sucks. But if you had fun then, you kind of have to see where these characters go. You know, yeah, you yeah. definitely need to. And, you, you know, there's that cameo from that one famous musician. A cameo from that one famous musician. Oh, my God. Not Kid Cuddy. Well, he's in it too, but I was talking about David Grohl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot all about Dave Grohl. Oh, what? my God, dude. Yeah. Sam is going to punch you in the face for forgetting about David Grohl. Punch me in the face. Punch you in the face. She's a huge <laughs> Dave Grohl fan. That's nice. I would like to see her get in her car from nowhere, Wisconsin. Is it Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and drive here and punch me in the face. I will let she her punch will. me. In, I know. I will let her punch me in the face if she actually gets in the car and does this. If you disparage David Grohl, she will do such a thing. I'm not disparaging Dave Grohl. All right. Then. I just said, oh, I forgot all about <laughs> Dave Grohl. Whatever. But what I found, but I'm not, I, I was watching this from a movie standpoint because Rewatching the first one helps you remember what faces look like. And there are a few sight gags in this movie oh. that that are very dependent on you remembering who people were from the first movie. I see. Okay. Yes. So I just, I, and the fact that Keanu Reeves came back to play it, yeah. you know, I, I just think he's a cool dude. 
And he I think is that he, very cold, dude. Yeah. So the shtick may be a little tired, which is part of why they didn't hit it out of the park like they did in the first one. But at the same time, I think that just Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves's chemistry still works. They gave a nice nod to um, George Carlin in this yeah. movie. Yeah, they did. Which I thought was really sweet. Like sad and sweet at the same time. You know, it's a Bill and Ted movie. You're not going to go see like <laughs> a fucking Oscar winner right there. Yeah, no, definitely not. The only, The one thing that I didn't... I thought was a little overdone and didn't care for too much was how the daughters talk a lot like Bill and Ted talk. Yeah. You know, and that, that makes them just sound not particularly smart, even though we know those two are smart people. Yes. Well, but they mentioned that at the very beginning of the movie, the father of, Ted, mm-hmm. who is played by the same actor who played Bill or Ted's father 31 years ago, right? Mentions the fact that they're they're kind of being negative influences on their daughters because their daughters are just the same type of slacker that their parents are. Mm-hmm. But later on in the movie, when they're talking to Kid Cuddy of all people about, and not saying that Kid Cuddy isn't intelligent, but it's just weird how all of a sudden he pops up and they're all talking quantum physics and time travel and all this (laughs) other sort of shit. Like, where the fuck did that come from? (laughs) Like, he's not carrying a book. Nor knows it. Nor do you see these girls do anything but listen to music and play guitar and all that other sort of stuff. So to see all of those three come together and talk quantum physics and and this type of law about time travel and doing this and the circuit and all that shit, you you get the fact that they're smart. Yeah, there's just no setup for it, so you just have to accept it. Yeah, but and just I I feel like. Those are like 80s speech patterns. Yes. And this is not the 80s. But I think that's part of the joke. Yeah, but I just, I didn't, it was wasted on me. Eh. That joke was wasted on me because I still feel like teenagers now, just because their parents talk 80s talk doesn't mean they're going to. But I think the whole point was that they were not shut-ins, but they were so adapted to their dad's lifestyles that you can explain it to me all you want i still uh, i didn't like it and i uh, feel like they should have at least let them have their own way of speaking yes and and that's true because i think the daughter who played ted's daughter nailed ted a lot more than bill's daughter nailed bill in speech pattern yeah and and ted's daughter was billy right um no no bill so bill named his own daughter billy no, I think they named I think they named their daughter after the opposite friend. So Ted's daughter. Yes, I think you're right. I think that was Billy. <laughs> Fuck, what day is this? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, like so Bill named his own daughter Bill. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. And okay. Theo and Thea was right. Yeah, the girl who plays Billy. Yes. She is from the I think it's also a Netflix series Atypical. Okay. That uh, Dwight has had, you know, chosen to watch multiple times, and she is damn fine in that series. By the way, well, she was good, and it looked like they had fun. 
Yeah, it looks, but she's a, a damn fine actress, is what ah. I'm saying. She is a damn fine actress. And to Mr. Cuddy, Kid Cuddy, uh, I meant nothing about your intelligence <laughs> just now. It just, you just pop up and you just start talking quantum physics. So there you go. That was so random. It's random. But cool. At the same time, like, like he's, he just knows of all these future people and time travel. And I was just like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I like just, it. it was like, huh. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of dig it. I like it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. If you, In other words, if you start pulling at the threads of plot and all that other sort of stuff, you're going to unravel this whole rug. Seriously. It's just going to be bad. Just go into it and have fun with it. Bill and Ted face the music. Oh, yeah. and the extras are shit. And, and I, oh, I have to have you watched any of the extras? I don't think I have access to the extras. Okay. Because so I didn't I, pre-order. All right. So going back to our friend Terry. Hi, Terry. Terry and I bullshit all the time about, you know, how I'm very snobbish and I don't like DVD anymore because of the lesser <laughs> quality of it. And she's like, I have it on DVD. But the big thing about DVD and Laserdisc before that was all the extra features that you had. Yeah. And it used to be that the extra features were the trailers. And watching the trailers was fun, but then you'd have all these little insight, little short documentaries about how they made the movie and all that other sort of stuff. And I used to get the DVDs because, oh man, this one's got a treasure trove of fucking extras. It's got, and and DVDs used to always have, well, this has got 13 hours of extra footage and alternate endings and interviews and all that and other sort of crap. You could watch the audio track where the actors are talking through it. Exactly. And they had one audio track with the actors and then it had another audio track with the director and the producer. And then it had another audio track with, with and I never did any of it really i you oh. know what i tried and then i thought no why am i why am i trying to watch and i forgot what movie it was and i was like i just want to watch the movie <laughs> i just want to fucking watch the movie again i don't want to I... listen to you talk over the movie i oh, what is it miss uh congeniality oh one of the extras on that one was sandra bullock Anytime Benjamin Pratt came on screen, she would go, oh, handsome Ben. Yes. Oh, and there's handsome Ben. Oh, more handsome Ben. That was the most hysterical thing for me to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, handsome Ben comes on. Oh, and here he is. And, you know, she says other things about what's going on. But that's the one thing of all of those extras of every DVD ever that really stuck with me was Sandra Bullock going, oh, and there's handsome Ben during miscongeniality on the extras. But I find, okay, so some people are amusing, like Sandra Bullock going, oh, there's handsome Ben. Yes. But then there are some who are as dry as fucking burnt toast. And they're yeah. terrible. So you're trying to listen to this director talk about his shit going, yeah, yeah, we filmed that and we use this lens. Yeah. And it's and it's just like fucking dude, I'm trying to spend another two and a half hours watching your shit, listening to you, and you're not telling me a damn thing. So the point is that I watched all of the okay, so even though I the movie debuted at midnight on my voodoo and I waited till later the same day in the morning when the sun came up to actually watch <laughs> it. Thank you very much for the clarification. Uh -huh. I did go to bed and watch on my phone the special features. Which were crap. And I Aww. and it reminded me of just how bogus 
not to not you know that no uh-huh, pun intended. Journey. Yeah. Um, how bogus a lot of special features are and how contrived they are and how they really don't add anything to your experience of watching the movie. Yeah. So, and, and the whole thing about this video on demand release was that certain providers releasing platforms had, you know, some special features, some had other special features, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so I, I felt special that the Voodoo one had like six special features to it. Mm-hmm. And it was all just lame shit. And it was just lame shit. You know, and they're all five minutes long. And like they, you know, oh, this was great to rework on this. And Bill and Ted have had a lasting impact on pop culture. And, and it was really great stepping back into the role. And the music is really fun. And I think mm-hmm. everyone's going to have a blast revisiting Bill and Ted. I have just given you an example of almost all of those special features. You do not oh, need damn. to watch them at all. Well, that's crap. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. I wanted to. So last night, and we're recording this on a Saturday. So Friday night, we're sitting there and we're watching um, another episode of Rake. And I get these news feeds that come to my phone and it says Chadwick Boseman died. And I literally sit up and I'm fat and my knees don't work, but I sat up like a shot. I sat up like I was fucking 25 years old. And I, and I was like, wait, what? And Laura looks at me and says, what happened? And I said, Chadwick Boseman died. And I had to scour the internet immediately. And that's when the news broke. Yeah. Yeah. And 43 years old, colon cancer. And he kept it completely private. Nobody knew about it except his close family and I'm sure friends. And and it amazed me how through all of that, when he was diagnosed in 2016, he was already in stage three of colon cancer. Shit. So according to the message on his, on his Twitter feed, which is now the most acknowledged and like Twitter feed of all time, actually, that message, it explained that while he was filming all of these movies, he went through countless surgeries and chemotherapy. Wow. So that means... That in 2016, when he had Gods of Egypt come out and Captain America's Civil War and another movie called Message from the King, that's when that that's when that started for him. Mm-hmm. So when he was playing Thurgood Marshall in Marshall, then when he played Black Panther, an extremely physical role. Oh, yeah. Because I rewatched it today. I had to. It behooved me to to pay honor to this man for doing that. When he's doing the fight scenes in that movie, thinking, I, I can't even imagine how much pain or discomfort he was in while he was filming that. So he did Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, 21 Bridges, The Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and an episode of What If, the new Marvel series, all fighting colon cancer. So I just, I just, I had to acknowledge that on the show and just, 
and I, because I'm floored, it was a kick in the gut to learn this. And to, to hear that he had that kind of strength and nobility about him, it, it's, it's just sad. And so I was talking over with, you know, our buddy, David, <laughs> what's up, David? You know, we were, we were texting each other the entire time when the news broke. Um, about recasting this and I, and there is a movement now to not recast that part to just let it be. And I am in agree. I am in agreement of that. Me too. There are, there are, there are certain roles that are recast, especially in the Marvel universe, like Terrence Howard, all of a sudden became Don Cheadle. From Iron yeah. Man One and Iron Man Two, mm-hmm. well, that's because Terrence Howard was a dick, oh, and yeah. you know he was a dick. He could have he could have had a free ride through how many Marvel movies, but no. But Ter- but Don Cheadle is way better anyway. Um, oh, totally. And then you had Mark Ruffalo take over for Edward Norton, and Mark Ruffalo yeah. did a much better job nailing the Hulk anyway. I agree. You know, I can't see another. T'Challa. I can't. And especially knowing what Chadwick Boseman went through while doing this. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I asked Laura, I said, well, I said to Laura, oh man, the meetings on Monday are going to be not good at Disney. And she said something actually really profound. She said, Bill, they've already had those meetings. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because if they were in any kind of pre-production for Black Panther 2, I, I cannot imagine that this honorable man who fought his way through filming all of these movies did not let them know about his physical condition. So she's absolutely right. They have yeah. already had these meetings about what to do about Black Panther 2. But I, I sincerely hope that they do not recast that character. So... What I would love for people to do, thank you for hanging on, by the way, and <laughs> listening to us and listening to this, but log on to the watchlistpod.com, click on contact us, or go to your social media at symbol the watchlist pod and let me know what you think. Not just about Chadwick Bozeman and, and the wonderful entertainment he provided in his life in his very short 43 years. I mean, I'm six years older than that dude, and he's already dead. Yeah. We both are. Oh, man. Oh, that just sucks. It's 2020 fucking over already. Fuck anyway, it. yeah, fuck 2020. Um, but um, log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on contactors. Go to at thewatchlistpod. Let us know what you think. What should they do with the role of Black Panther? How should they handle it? Um, and then let us know your thoughts and what your favorite Chadwick Boseman movie is, because I rewatched Black Panther today and it's it's just beautiful. It was beautiful when it came out for a whole different set of reasons. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and I'll watch it again. I'm going to watch that again. Oh, man. Oh, that just sucked. Are you aware? On his birthday, Macaulay Culkin tweeted just a reminder, everybody, I turned 40 today. <laughs> Just to make everybody feel really old. <laughs> and then his brother, that, oh. that same day, his brother was on um, oh. the show. Oh, 
James Corden's show. Yeah. And James Corden had asked him, you know, brother Culkin. Kieran Culkin? Yeah. Okay. Kieran Culkin. He asked him, so your brother's tweet today. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Macaulay likes to do that kind of thing. Like, hey, you want, want to watch me make everybody feel old? Here we go. As he tweets, you know, I turned 40 today. <laughs> oh my god he like enjoys it he enjoys oh. reminding people how old he is just so they can all feel old yeah that really does make me feel old oh yeah that little guy you saw running around he's 40 fudge yeah only he didn't think fudge he thought the f dash 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 <laughs> word the mother of all curse words oh man yeah so I saw that little fucker when he was nine or ten. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Home Alone came out in 1990. Mm hmm. Shit. Damn. All right. So on that note, everybody feel young and vibrant. Anyway, but, but, and this, to, to try to leave it upbeat, there is a magic in movies. And I remember watching Tom Hanks on Inside the Actors Studio when he was talking about filming Philadelphia and how he got to know AIDS patients. And he said something that completely sticks with me to this day. He said, thank God we have movies to capture a person while they are alive. I am so glad that we've actually had, even for a short time, Chadwick Boseman, because we have captured his strength and his nobility on film and that will be there forever. And yes, sometimes it will make you feel old like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> but but you will remember watching Macaulay Culkin as a kid in Home Alone. And it will and it will get that memory stirring inside of you and make you feel even in the age of that actor make you feel young again remembering how you felt watching it. And that is the magic of movies. Yes. Exactly. So I don't know what the fuck I'm going to watch next time, but I'll watch something else new. Um, uh, well, yeah. you're going to watch Cobra Kai. I'm going to watch Cobra Kai. Tell me your thoughts on it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm just going to wait for Dwight to find more things for me to watch. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, and I'm into sports ball right now, I have to say. So go Flyers, and hopefully the Eagles and football will start up again. So yay, sports. All right. Yay, Make sure, thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you go to www.thewatchlistpod.com and click on that subscribe. Click, fuck, what day is it? Make sure you go and click on that contact us button. Um, and you can also catch up on all of our past episodes there. You can also contact us and reach out to us at symbol, the watch list pod, and make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. So there you go. Thanks for hanging out with us and talking movies and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, everybody. You have a good week. Have a great start to your week. Be safe, mask up, and we will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.